and welcome to episode 393 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where small press makes one have a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and as always, I'm joined by the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And like Beetlejuice, he's the ghost with the most. It's Tony Esmond. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the, the full-on proper awesome pod road trip across 2023 we're all uh, excited aren't we because someone just sang a song to us so we're, yes. we're two songs yeah, yeah two songs yeah and why why was i talking about ghosts <laughs> well because um you're we, not afraid of them well <laughs> actually i am <laughs> because we're going to be talking um about the comic dead seas with Kevin scott and nick brokenshire it's an interview trust me you're unprepared with both the knowledge insight, unpredictability, and musical interludes that you may get (laughs) (laughs) shortly. Um, But it is well worth the wait. So so we're starting off this year strong. And uh, as always, it's lovely to be joined by Tony and Dan. How are you? you? Lovely to to see you. Lovely to be here. (laughs) Oh, he called me my uh, first name. Do you know what? I'm really leaning into, like, having the nickname bananas i don't know why i think it's good oh, i think it's a good one yeah was it sue sue bananas is joe pineapple's sister i found her this week didn't I, in 2008 so i think you're related to her yeah you think i'm related well, sue bananas the future robot and so there's an element of sort of a sexual element to the banana thing and also like you could go off the fucking handle at a moment yeah it's notice. like you're like the crazy bloke down the pub if you lose yeah. the snooker you just fucking smash someone up yeah but what what's that got to do with the sexual element dan you know where you'll find some quality content though rather than this this <laughs> fruit, fruit, fruit find talk. More phallic features <laughs> <laughs> floppy phallic features um our lovely sponsors comic house who um may get mentioned a bit later as well yeah um, indie we're not charging you extra pete That's no, 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 no 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 they're an indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics just as much as us if you go on comichouse.com there's a huge selection of titles on the database um if you self-publish you can also list your work on there it's another avenue to get your work out into the world as is the comic house app a digital library of amazing indie comics from past guests present guests future guests all kinds of guests and us um, but don't hold that against them that we're there. Um, no, in, in all seriousness, though, there's a brilliant database full of um, amazing comics, and it's basically like, like Netflix subscription service, about three pounds a month. We cannot advise you enough to because if you sign up now, there's loads to check out on there. So um, there's a 14 day free trial, so there's no reason not to start 2023. Get on it. Yeah, I know January can be a little bit of a pinch. So if you just want to read loads and loads of comics, if you're as mental as Tony Esmond and wants to basically spend every waking minute reading comics... That's all comics, I want, baby. Then, and talking to you two. They're the two then, things I want in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's oh. the only time he stops reading comics when he talks to us. Um, I read comics during sexual intercourse as well. Make of that what you will. Um, uh, but And maybe... I love making Dan laugh. Yeah. Like, I live for it, maybe, literally. Well, you had the big yeah. out in front of you, didn't you, Tony? Maybe when he's doing yeah. that... He's taking advantage of his subscription. I get the lady to sit of, on a wet newspaper in the comic, crossword just section. Stop and then it. When I'm doing just it enough. Behind, I'm in the enough. <laughs> you beast. <laughs> but seriously, though, 14-day free trial. Check out comichouse.com. 
And thank you for um, that. May have been one of the worst ones. It yeah, started off so strong. I thought it was going normally there, and then I just threw that angry lady in the end because I like making Dan laugh. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, we're not going to mess. We're going to do a bit of chat after this. But we we had such good fun. Good little chat, it. Um, yes. So we're just going to we're top interviewers. I keep telling you guys, we're good interviewers. Are we? I don't know. I made that up. Well, it helps you having great guests. Well, that's what you do nowadays. You say how brilliant you are to everyone, don't you? Then everyone believes it. That's how it well, works these days. Well, so I thought I'd adopt, says, adopting that. I try you know. that my wife doesn't seem to work. But... <laughs> yeah. 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 I try it on Tinder. Never works. Will you stop? I'm trying to yeah. introduce. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, we're asking to find great guests and great comic creators. No, we've done that no, bit. we've done that bit. I tell you what, you <laughs> we've both done can... comic house, haven't we? Right, I'm we've a... done comic house. We've done comic house, and right now you two are going to shut up. I'm going to say some words to you two, while the rest of you lovely people listen to us talking about Dead Seas and more. Be prepared for loads Do of comics to be talked about with Kevin Scott and our pal Nick Brokenshire. Okay, folks, here we are with a bit of a special, special sort of chat we're going to have now. Where we're going to talk about. The wonderful book we've mentioned a few times on, on, on this show, uh, Dead Seas. But in order to do that, we thought we'd uh, actually drag in the creators. Um, <laughs> I, I say creators. <laughs> one of them may be joining later because they're parachuting Where is in. he? He's parachuting in currently <laughs> as we speak. So who knows when he'll arrive? And at that moment, uh, listeners, it will probably be very unprofessional as we do the whole, oh, hello, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but before <laughs> that... We've got the writer with credits including the likes of Star Wars, Teen Titans, 2000 AD and more. Um, and like I say, it's the writer behind Dead Seas. It's Kevin Scott. Welcome to the show. Hello there. I do apologise for Nick. I mean, I start every conversation like that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk again. Yeah, yeah, even for people who don't know him or know that I work with him. <laughs> I, I just I go into the post office and before they ask me what I want, I say, I'm sorry about Nick. Sorry. <laughs> I'll have two first-class dancers. Sorry about Nick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, don't tell, when he does turn up, don't tell him I've said that. So if he ever no, listens, this to yeah, he'll have to yeah, listen to the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Show and find out. Oh, the things we could say now. It'd oh, be amazing. oh th- thankfully he won't have heard the ten minutes that we uh, we were speaking about before we started uh, recording. <laughs> This um, is a bit where we we find out he's like he's had a car crash or something, isn't it? And then we all oh, feel yeah, bad. That'd be awful. Oh, we we'll have to edit the show. Oh, yeah. God, let's that, not. That would less... be dreadful. Less... Because less... obviously, the worst thing about that would be that you know we need to finish issue five and six. Yeah, you still got the art. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So unless he, you know, he can still, you know, if he can still draw, great. Make yeah. his whack him um, into the hospital. You know, be yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the ruthless nature of a writer. <laughs> um, but we have just had comics. a very pleasant conversation about uh, comics old and new mm. for the past 10 minutes mm. um, so we know that Kevin gets on with this like a house on fire and he, oh that's and, nice yeah and, <laughs> and I will say um, he's got very his bookshelves are filled with it was very impressive when we saw yeah, on your I like chatting video. to a creator, and you you spend as much time chatting as looking at their bookshelves. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I do it. Because <laughs> sound them out. If the yeah. camera's on, people sp- they don't listen to what I'm saying. It's really good in ed- editorial <laughs> meetings because I can be wibbling on about any old rubbish, but they're looking at pictures of the Yeti from from the Second Doctor. <laughs> so um, yeah, how I, has... I, I always yeah. I always think that's a good thing. 
obviously, like you've worked with uh, many a publisher that we've talked about, mm. um, and we've spoken about like how comics have have changed, you know, since mm. post pandemic and stuff. And mm. as we know on this show, like Zoom meetings or Google me- meetings or whatever have changed the game for mm. businesses in general. How has mm. that been for you, like interacting with creators, you know, your collaborators and stuff from across the world and publishers? <laughs> It's made it. It's made everything so much easier. Thank God for the pandemic. Right. I mean, you know, what, <laughs> what a wonderful thing that was. No, um, well, so basically, I work on a big project called Star Wars: The High Republic, which is comics and books and games and toys and everything and blah, 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 mm. loads of stuff. Um, and we were doing that anyway, um, and we basically had the launch event in Disney in Burbank in the states in LA, and that was about two weeks before lockdown, and so. Right. Um, Literally, my wife's getting on the phone going, you are coming home, aren't you? So I was like, if I can. It's, it's quite sunny. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, we didn't, and then everything hit. And so um, there were probably, you know, it did, it did mean we put on a slight pause because again, it was the pandemic. No one knew what was going to happen. We didn't, you know. Didn't you got know a pens was. down for a bit, did you? A little tiny bit, only a, only yep. a slightly bit. But because uh, I was writing books, comics and other stuff for that, it was the comics instead a bit of, you know, and I think it's Marvel being sensible and going, we just don't know. So can we hold off? Um, I'd written issue one, I think, but what it did, it gave me a chance to go back to them and say, you do realize issue one's rubbish, don't you? Can I do it again? Um, <laughs> right, okay. And I, I completely rewrote it. Um, but yeah, but what happened was, so there's five of us who created that that sort of like era in Star Wars. That, um, and I'm the, at that point, I was the only one in the UK. And then there was a couple of people in New York, a couple of people in... Um, in New Orleans and so actually it made life a lot easier because we just spent we spent more time talking to each other we were supposed to keep flying back and forth to America to have like story conferences and keep things going but what actually happened is that every day just became a story conference because we would because we discovered things like Zoom and so it made it uh yeah it just made it so much easier and I think generally this is me talking completely personally in every every media I work with it's become easier because when you're a, a, a Brit working in America you have to go oh, I need to, I need to remind them I'm here all the time you know you need to go to San Diego you need to go to New York you have to go hello I'm here because you're not at the convention circuit yeah. every week um, but no one was and so people came used to having calls having Zoom calls you know it became a norm gotcha. to the point that mm-hmm. when when everything opened up again and I'd say, well, shall I come over to LA or whatever, or New York or whatever? They'd say, oh, no, we don't want to meet anyone. <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to be in a room with anyone. <laughs> so actually, people have got a lot more used to go and join a jump on a Zoom. So whereas before, it's made sort of the networking element of it actually a little bit easier. Um, Level playing field, isn't it, for us in the States? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and just also, you know, so... Um, We've got um, the artist on the High Republic, Ario Anadito. He, he lives in, in Indonesia. And so, again, while I've worked with people all around the world, because it's become so normal to just sit and put a screen on and talk and do the thing that I always wanted ever since I first saw Star Trek, yeah. um, to be able to talk into a screen. <laughs> um, with Ario and me, it's perfect because we can literally do it at any point, you know. Um, of the, you know, It's because it's become so second nature and you can actually show people things on camera and things. So... It's the one good thing I think that's come out of it all is the yeah. fact that it's it's opened up a new way where you haven't got to worry about email so much or or whatever and and so you can actually just say 
yeah, should we just have a chat for 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah I see it as like, sort, of, yeah. yeah. sort of like comics only fans. That's yeah. how I see it in my head. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, yeah, yeah. a lot of the job, I mean, people talk about whether it's the drawing process or, or the writing mm. process, you know, that's one part of it. But mm. a lot of it is emailing, having meetings, mm. but having catch-ups, making sure that everyone's on time. Stuff. Yeah, There's yeah. so much more that goes into it. So, well, it's, you know. Was it Neil Gaiman said he suddenly realised one day he was a professional e- emailer? Yeah. You know, so and, and it does get like that sometimes. I mean, I've now limited it, so I only look at emails for a certain part of the day because otherwise I'd just be always on email. So, um, yeah, it's it, it, it it's it's definitely changed the way we're all working, mm. and I think for the better. So, with your yeah. writing process, then is mm. it sort of get up, look at emails for the first half an hour to an hour, deal with those on, onto the writing? Do you have like a a working day sort of schedule? Um, it's no, I've tried to do it the other way. So I try and get up and write and then look at emails. Okay. Because okay. if I look at That's email, good discipline, yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't yeah. always work, but if yeah. I look at email, the day can be completely, um, tra- it could be a train wreck, you know, completely derailed to really push the train's metaphors. Um, because you obviously <laughs> you have people, especially when you're working with like, um, people in the states so they've sent over stuff overnight which is really important and needs to be looked at now um and so you naturally just go oh i better do that but actually um half the time you've got to then think well they're not going to be up for hours so um i can sort of completely polax my day by doing that thing first and then realize oh, i've still got to write those pages or still do i mean that's the good yeah out. that's the good thing about working primarily with companies that are based in the yeah. states and it's one of the reasons yeah. i like getting into work early because i've got that period of maybe an hour where nobody yeah. else is going to bother me so i get work yeah. done but if you're working with the states you, and you're right you're looking at the emails in the afternoon you've got yeah. a period where you know they're not going to flip in exactly so, you know. mornings are great and yeah. thanksgiving is great because on thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah, that's true that is true you don't get yeah, a yeah. single yeah. email um yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> So um, there's always a sign-off for it, like on the Star Wars team, and they all sort of wish everyone, you know, on, on High Republic, wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and, and Cab to have the best Thursday of the year. And it, it really is. So it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. today I get so much done. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a productivity nerd. I used to be a magazine editor. So I, my job was managing time and managing teams and managing mm-hmm. getting things out to press. You, so, can you say what magazines they were? Got, yeah, so I, I started on a magazine called T3, which is a technology magazine. Um, right. I've, I was one, uh, I was early on in SFX. So I was like one okay. of the original in the camera. Were you one of the people who sort of hid the bottom of the F so it looked like sex from the. No, I, was, I never, I <laughs> never, I was never on staff on SFX. So I was, I um, basically, I started at Future Publishing in 95 and um, I got a job in the production department dealing with print and film in those days of putting the films together. Okay. But, yeah, for the printers, because I wanted to get become a writer, I didn't really know how to do it, and um, so I thought if I'm there, I can just start badgering people. And on my second day there, they announced SFX, and I just barraged them with like, "Oh, I've written for Dot <laughs> Two fanzines," and da, 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 da. and um, and one day they just went to get rid of me. They went for the review section. We've got these three really fat, really god awful fancy novels. Read these and give us fifty words on each. Oh God, um, right. I'm thinking this will obviously get rid of him. And I, I did it on Monday morning. I turned up, bleary-eyed, not having slept, you know, going, here yeah. you go. I hate <laughs> fantasy. Um, and, and I think they went, oh, God, he's not going to go away, is he? And so, yeah, I just kept it. And they, they used to do something called the couch potato, which was... Um, I remember that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like 
video commentaries before, you know, and um, and I was one of the original couch potatoers. And so I just started freelancing for any magazine I could, could really. So yeah, T3 yeah. was my first staff job. I worked on, I, I edited Disney mags for, for a while for future. I was the editor of Disney Girl for many years. Oh, yeah. um, and then I was a big, I a big fan of Disney Girl. What a great <laughs> oh, I see. Was, um, when my, yeah. when my, my girls were young, they were really impressed that I knew so much about the princesses. Everyone else thought it was a little bit, a little bit odd. A bit weird. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, I think you'll find Cinderella. Um, and, <laughs> and then my last sort of Big Mac job was, um, for this will mean nothing for people in the States or elsewhere, but there's a TV show called Country File on BBC yeah. One. Yeah. And I, oh. I, lo- I launched the magazine and I was... Oh, jumping, brilliant. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> I was John Craven's ghostwriter for a while, so um, that's yeah. that's going to be the title of the episode. There you go. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a new comic that's about to come. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. comic. <laughs> Going back to the SFX blocking out the bottom, yeah, yeah. which I loved. I did think that was a great yeah. idea. I do giggle than the fact that um, Mark Miller bought it back with the word Clint. Clint. I was yeah. just thinking about Clint. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. fucking Nathan Barley and Sugar Ape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like the best comedy series that nobody knows, isn't it? Yeah. Nathan Barnes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a working dream. It, it, it's yeah. also yeah. come true. Um, yes. But, yes. but with that sort of um, sort of um, experience in magazines and publishing stuff, did did that was was that has that been invaluable when it comes to like your comic work now? Yeah, and I mean, I as I said, I'm I'm a nerd for this stuff, so I, I try and pack my days to be as productive as possible to the point i'm now going well that's not good for me um so i'm now sort of pulling back and trying to pack in time to do that's what nick thought about tonight yeah yeah exactly (laughs) you know what's happened is nick went here mate do you want to do this because he's obviously got that accent you know okay do you want to do this yeah do you want want to do this this podcast it's really good these guys are brilliant i'm going to be there honest um and we're going to have a really good time together bye he's 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 totally catfished you yeah, yeah. Bastard. We're sending, <laughs> sending that money later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be having words. <laughs> what was Sorry, the question? Man. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. I, just... yeah. I, think, I think I think we were talking about as you as your work in. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and and also the other thing is with it. Um, I know I've sort of gone. You know, a, a poacher. No, what was it? What's the phrase when you? Oh, you know, just turn gamekeeper. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, it's the other way around. So I, I was yeah. a, um, I know what it's like to run magazines and run comics and and run teams. And so, I think probably I'm a little bit more. I understand a bit more of what the stresses are at the other side of the table as well. You know, so yeah. yeah. I think that's a really people, good point, man. When you when don't people realize what around, does. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and knowing the pressures. And I've worked for. Like you say, I used to run licensed comics for Disney, so I know what it's like to deal with approvals. And so yeah. when I got to work on things like Star Wars, um, and when I started writing fiction, I was doing some, basically it was my side hustle. I was doing some Doctor Who stuff back before Doctor Who came back, and, you know, so they'd let anyone write it. Um, and <laughs> and But I knew exactly what it was like to do, to be the licensor, having to deal, you know, licensee dealing with a licensor. And so, um, but it also means I know, about fake deadlines and know about you know how things work so it, okay. it works in so many different ways so i never i know i try not to be the guy going well actually as i know how schedules work um <laughs> but every now and then it is quite helpful as well so you know yeah. know that 
well, if we're going to do this, we can probably push it a little bit. Um, well, you, the uh, thing is with you, you a, a lot of your work has been on IP, isn't it? When you talk yeah. about that side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That That's got to um, be a, a headache for you and the editor a lot of the time, isn't it? And the artist, yeah, more, I mean, possibly, you know. I never meant it to be my career, but it's just one of those things that actually when you fall into it, it's quite a good career. And, and yeah, but again, you've got to be able to cope with it because it has stresses that you don't have in any other job um, when okay. you're writing. Because what sort of thing, man? Because you're dealing with someone else's baby all the time. And yeah. so you can't get too precious and it's always tighter than you think it's going to be. You know, the, you know, it's not, I mean, my, I think the, I wrote a Doctor Who novel in three weeks once and it shows. When you read it. <laughs> um, but that's because that's how what the schedule was, you know. And so yeah. you people come up to me and they're, they're saying, you know, they quite often say to me, oh, I want to be a, a, a I want to be a, a licensed writer. I want to write Star Wars. I want to write this. I want to write that. And I'm like, well, get learn how to be a writer or you know, have a career beforehand yeah. because you've got to know you've got to have resilience to do it. Yeah, yeah you've got to have the experiencing and sort of killing your darlings as yeah. well, haven't you? Whether, yeah. whether it be like writing yeah. in like, um, and uh, I'm sure, Dan, you, you'll agree with this, like we're graphic designers and obviously yeah. you, you work for clients and you can, yeah. and some designers probably want to do these things and they think that their idea is the best, but the client's mm. always right. Yeah, um, exactly. And it may, know... sometimes you may think, oh God, I did three versions. I didn't mean for two versions to get merged together. But at the end of the day, that's what you do. And that's what know, they want. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, you also know how far you can push a battle. And I don't yeah. think, I don't think it's good for an, an IP writer to completely fold on every argument. But at the same right. time, you know, there's going to be a point when they're going to say, well, that's what's happening. And you have to yeah. go, okay, yeah, fair Fine. enough. I mean, um, as, a, as a comic writer of an IP as well, you're you're yeah. falling between two fandoms, aren't you? You're falling between yeah. the people who read comics and the people who love the whatever it is elsewhere. Exactly. You know, yeah. must, there's, you've almost got plus the editors. You've almost got three overlords there, haven't you? you know. Yeah, yeah. I know you've got editors, and then you've got the licensor, and, and, and yeah. then depending on who's ever in charge of continuity, which more and more companies have now. Right. Um, it used to be, you know, it's it, in. So I've been doing this twenty years, and. I've absolutely noticed the change, you know, because it used to be a little bit case of like, oh, it's a comic, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But now it matters. And so, um, and you go from the extreme of something like Star Wars, which has a group that is absolutely there to try and make sure everything ties up as much as they possibly can. You know, okay. to jobs, jobs when I've had, when it's like, you know, because they were like Doctor Who, when I started writing Doctor Who, you know, the BBC didn't think Doctor Who was ever coming back. So yeah. the stuff we did in those early Big Finish, a company called Big Finish that does audio. Love them, man. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And that's that's where I sort of started writing, pro you know, professional fiction. Um, and the things we got away with, it would be like, no way. You can't, you know, you can't even believe yeah. it now. But but there wasn't really an approval process. You know, but they, the they now do stuff was... like, I listened to their Prisoner episodes recently. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine I mean, that must have had a process, you know. Yeah, big finish. I think they're, they're the best. At what they do, they really yeah. are. And I think, I, they, I think I, yeah, I think they're really good. I think they do they do better Doctor Who than the BBC have ever done on audio. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I um because I I've got into because I, I started writing audio drama. I still write audio drama, not as much, but you know, I because uh, but now the market's changed because America's sort of catching up a bit. And so I did some Star Wars audio dramas um for Del Rey, right. and again I was like. Their chain of chain, their reference points were old school radio, you know. Um, yeah. And so I'd be sending the big finish stuff, and they'd be going, Oh, you know, because it was, it's as big finish has come from the, you know, 
radio drama has never gone away in the UK, whether that's the Archers or stuff like Big Finish, yeah. you know, it's it's daily. And we've had, you know, um, the Dirk Mag stuff, you know, of the, well, starting yeah, the in the Superman, 90s, Spider-Man Superman, stuff. Yeah. you know, and, yeah. and now he's doing Sandman and things, you know, mm. Big Finish have come from that background. Um, and so, again, I, I've been, sh- I share people, and now people like Audible have caught up, and they, you know, and they, they you know, some of the stuff Audible's doing is amazing, and mm-hmm. Dirk's yeah. doing a lot of it. Yeah, the recent um, Nemesis Audible from 2000 yeah. AD was brilliant. Yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, You know, but uh, in the States, when, when we first pitched the sorry this is supposed to be a comic book customer that's right, that's <laughs> that's fine. When, when we first did the um the first star wars audio drama for years um i had to go and literally stand on the stall for audio the penguin random house audio troupe and explain what audio drama was and we had to play it to people because they just didn't wow know. okay and it, yeah. it was it was a producing you know, it was promoted as a as an enhanced audio book because it was I, um, I didn't actually aim to stand there so long, but I became so fascinated and passionate about it because people just weren't getting it because they just didn't have any frame, frame reference at all. I mean, um, we grew up in it. When you look at stuff like Hitchhikers, you know, Radio yeah. 4 really was the governor. I know when they dumped a lot of their stuff onto podcasts and stuff, it was a game changer for me. Mm. You know, there's loads yeah. of stuff there. Yeah, yeah. so and that's the crazy thing. I, I've sat in like, at San Diego on panels and talked about the Archers. It's the most bizarre <laughs> yeah. clash in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah. Um, but now the Archers is a massive thing in sort of like audio drama fans in the US because it's available right. as a podcast. Get on that, you know? get on that for yeah. a comic, Kevin. I think that's going to be yeah. a good yeah. thing. I was, again, when I was in <laughs> my country crossover, days, get on it. When I was yeah. on my country file days, I, I was on the Rural Affairs Committee of the BBC, so I was involved in the Archers. <laughs> and I have, I've such a rock star. I know, look at me, <laughs> rock and roll. Um, and I know, God, look like those halcyon days. But I have, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've snuck references. There's references to um, Ambridge and the Archers and a lot of my Doctor Who stuff. Oh, um, nice. Oh, nice. Because in, the Archers exist in the Doctor Who universe, so, as far as I'm concerned. It's all the right, same. Right, it's canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, why there has never been, and I did pitch this when I was there, why the TARDIS has never landed in Ambridge, I don't know. They put it in fucking EastEnders. You think they could do exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, I've pitched it many a time. Yeah, we need uh, we need TV comic back or something like that, don't we? You know. Yeah, yeah well, God, Never. I mean, think that was that was part of you know um, looking and stuff. You know. Yeah, I bought we... some lookings recently. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There were there's some weird Cliff Richard comics in there. But some of the Gary Glitter ones you got to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who'd have yeah. thought that had become rhyming slang? Eh? Yeah. But the, the the thing is as well is is the um, I think TV comic was the one with Doctor Who where after he regenerated they just put. Tom Baker's face on top of John Pertwee's costume, yeah. didn't they? You know, and stuff yeah. like that. Back, like you say, back then the IPs, they didn't care, did they? You yeah, know, it's gone. yeah because they didn't... Yeah. I don't think they anyway... I mean, you look about the original... Have you ever seen the British Star Trek comics? They're amazing. No. The, Enter- the Enterprise of <laughs> Rockets. You know, Is that so one where it lands? Doesn't it land on the I think it lands on a couple, yeah. but there's like the nacelles. Um, IDW did an amazing collection of them recently. Um, right. The nacelles are rockets in the comic. So they're yeah. literally going as it flies and the bridge looks nothing like the bridge and it's just it's it's just bonkers and and you know and there's stuff like you know um kirk and spock fighting the mummy and things and is, that the, is that the ones we saw original pages of tony where it landed on a planet and then yeah, fell, it was fell over on one yeah, side because they, did, they didn't put the kickstand you... out or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah that was a lawless did you did you do lawless caban what was that say again? Did, did you go to Lawless? That was in Bristol. No, no. Uh, no they, they had a little exhibition of old uh, UK uh, art, British art there. Yeah. And that, and that was some of the pages here we were looking at. We spent ages looking at them. Yeah. They're so from, from all of this IP, 
Yes. Um, when did you get the itch to do your own original stories? I think I've always had the itch. And I think mm. it was always my plan <laughs> that <laughs> I'd do the IP stuff and then I'd move into it. And then um, and then I realised I'm a writer, a job in writer, and I want to work. And so I think I stayed... I kept, I kept getting. I mean, I was lucky. I kept getting offered to work. So you know, I, I, I eventually left my job as a magazine editor and went full time, and and ended up being offered different things, and that led to Star Wars as well. And so it's always been there, and I've always sort of played with stuff in the background, you know, and on the side. But it just became my job was doing IP for a long time. Um, but what happened was doing things like Star Wars gave me the the platform then to start being able to really push it. So um, I my plan it's been my plan for the last few years to gradually do less ip and more original um in yeah. comics and, and books and it's again it's absolutely hand on my heart because of ip that i'm in that position i can do it now you know as soon as the high republic comic came out and we sold two hundred thousand issues on the first issue you know that was a game changer so um and again dead seas is with idw which is the comic i do with some artist who doesn't bother to turn up for interviews and um <laughs> but that's because i was working with them you know so i was doing work on i did a transformers back to the future mashup for them um where we made the delorean an autobot and it was working that's on just that, right? just like that's the sort of sentence that would make my before we did <laughs> yeah, this like, show yeah. would make my head yeah. spin um yeah i mean yeah. of course the delorean's an auto of course oh. it is. Well, he's actually, first of all, he's a Decepticon, but then he has a change of heart. Um, and <laughs> so I was doing that. And then the editor, working on that, I'd been working on IDW a long time. And, you know, and I remember going, I'd say, kept saying to him, my first experience of IDW was in the 30 Days of Nights and stuff. You were the horror. You know, I'm a horror fan. You were the horror publisher for a long time. And then you became yeah. the, the licensed publisher. You became yeah. the My Little Pony publisher. And he said, well, we're trying to get back. And it was around the time where, um, Star Wars was, you know, moving over to Dark Horse again, and so they, you know, he said, "Have you got anything you're thinking about?" And I, I, I had a couple of creator own gigs um, up to that point um, with Vault Comics, and and yeah, and so that, that's where Dead Seas came about because I'd had me and Nick had been playing with this, and we met doing Star Wars. So um, did the Ward come before this then as well? Is that? Oh, the Ward I did, yeah, the Ward I did years ago. But oh, right, so the, okay. Ward, the Ward is a comic where because of the pandemic that got pushed back and back and back. So the Ward right, okay. has been. It's out on and trade by back now. Um, That's great, man. Really great idea. Oh, thanks. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. The so cover to that first issue is probably yeah. my favourite cover for ages. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yes. I mean, yeah. is incredible. So if people who don't know, the ward is basically ER with monsters. Most of my yep. work seems to be this with monsters. Um, and that just came through. <laughs> my wife is obsessed with ER and Code Black and, and things like that. And um, right. And so I was just sitting watching it and going, it would be really funny if one of these were, you know, was a minor, a minor tour, tour or something, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when the ward, so the, the ward, I think I wrote the ward was my first creator owned, I sold, um, okay. and just for various reasons, it kept getting pushed back and back and back. Um, and then pandemic had, and then I've done something called Shadow Service of oh, look who's coming in, hey, <laughs> <Nick. Oh. laughs> hello, man. <laughs> oh, is he oh. playing a guitar? <laughs> we forgive you that's the best entrance we've had so far on the show so i nice can't believe you've left yeah, me man. with these people nick <laughs> yeah. i turned up 
Oh, there's a lot of stuff there I didn't realise about you, Nick, to be fair. We found Nick, out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nick what? was going to be here. I might have made up some stuff. Um, Nick was going to be here. And, and, then, and then no sign. So, I mean, you know. We were like, wow. we were like, put your keys in the bowl and we'll explain yeah. the rest yeah, yeah. later. I don't know yeah. if you noticed this, but it was actually perfect timing. So we just got to the point of talking about Dead Seas. Yes. Which just proves yeah. that Nick is such a diva. He didn't want to hear anything about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because he's heard it all before. <laughs> Hey Nick, you're so, right, man. I, I'm so sorry, Charles, but that's all right. I got I got swept away by baby bed times, and um, <laughs> it, it, these things just like you, you can't step away. You can't step away to do it. So. No worries, man. All good. No, no problems. Uh, but yeah, I'm here good. now. Uh, well, you, you're uh, here. All is yeah. right in the world again, and yeah. and you're well, here. Well, I'm just off. And... Um, so <laughs> it's lovely talking to you. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry, Kevin. I do. Well, it's all right, babes. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. I'll forgive you. We were <laughs> worried you were in a you were in a ditch somewhere, and I was yeah, we were going to have to edit the show because we were laughing, making stories up about where you were, and then we there decided we might have been in a car crash. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's a quite a distinct possibility, isn't it? It's either I, a baby or in the ditch. That's basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you were going to. If that is going to happen, it will happen after she sits. So. Yeah. 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 Probably. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you're doing some inking like Rob Liefeld does on the road. Oh. You know, <laughs> that video's up to this day. Yeah, never, yeah, still, yeah. never ink and drive, folks. Never ink and drive. Um, <laughs> but yes, as as we were saying, um, mm. you guys have been throwing this idea for Dead Seas about for a little while since Star Wars. Yeah, how did it start? Yeah. So it started when we'd worked together on. Star Wars Adventures for IDW. And um, I think we met Nick in Chicago, probably at Star Wars Celebration in a really odd bar, um, which is where Nick meets everyone. Um, And and we started talking around that time about trying to find something that, you know, we could do together because we both like similar kind of things. um, and, And I had this idea called Ghost Ship knocking around and we started talking about it and Nick started drawing the most, the most amazing ghosts. Um, and so it's all went from there and we did shop it around a bit, quite a bit for it. Yeah. It, I think I read in one of the interviews it. with you, Kevin, that the, the, the pitch was actually a different thing. It was also involving a different character who does appear in it, but isn't, isn't Gus. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so the, so the lead character, Gus, he was in it, but we, we did together a pitch, which was sort of like a, almost like a pre-title sequence kind of thing of like okay. one of the, one of the, um, his character actually appears in issue one, but it's, he's he's a little bit damaged in issue one, and so yeah. we sort of find out through that um, why. And so I think we're we're going to bring that up on my my website soon. But um, oh, yeah, cool. so we that, that was it. We we pitched it to I don't know. Should you, is it? Do you say? Yeah, I'm going to say. Well, we pitched it. We pitched it to Humanoid. Um, okay. We do a lot of these sort of French Belgian type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at that point, they they said it was too European, which was like, hang on, what? Oh, um, because they were trying to break more into sort of the American market. Um, and then yeah, then we 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 talked to Legendary about it. But then as I was saying, it was I I was working with Chase IDW. We'd obviously both worked with them on Star Wars. I was working with Chase on Transformers. And yeah, they said, do you want, is there anything you've got that you want to think about? We're trying to push more back into doing originals because I've been talking to them about 30 Days a Night and things um, and Lock and Key and things like that. And I said, well, there's this thing I've been working with Nick. And it went from there, really. Um, 
yeah and so it's it was a long process but i think we finally found the right home for it but, but for people who didn't haven't listened to maybe this is the first episode haven't listened to last mm. week's episode where we talked a bit about it did you one of you guys want to give a little just a little summary a pen picture of what it's about without yeah. any spoilers nick do you want to do that because i've been talking a lot sure <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the story is is uh, about a world, our world, um, where ghosts, it turns out, uh, are real and manifested, and they're able to be held on these offshore uh, prisons or, or c- containment facilities, and uh, the ectoplasm that they leave behind is harvested on these ships, uh, and so they send in. Uh, crews of um, convicts to do the work as a, as a means to pay off some of their some of their debt to society and also so that they can do the dangerous work. So we're following one particular crew on one particular boat called the Perdition, um, and uh, and lots of adventures ensue, uh, including certain ghosts escaping and then certain. Uh, uh, I don't want to give too much away but uh, yeah ghosts escaping and the convicts having to deal with that as well as other things that happen in following issues so So it's got that sort of for me in the first issue it's got that sort of horror thing where people are trapped in an an environment you can't escape from kind of thing I love that sort of horror you know I've been wanting to do something based on a sort of like a Hulk or a prison ship for years because I think when I was at school, we did Great Expectations, and it's, you know, the, it's the the bit at the beginning when you get the prisoner who's escaped from the Hulk. Yeah. And I was like, well, actually, first of all, I want to know why it's called the Hulk because he's green, and secondly, <laughs> yeah. I want to read that story. I don't want to read the story about Pip and his, you know, family. I want to know about the nonsense or, or the classic <laughs> so, Dra- the Dracula, the the Demeter. Yeah, yeah, the Demeter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to know what happened there. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I loved when they did the the um, Gatiss and Moffat version of. Um, oh yeah, and there's the episode based on, Yeah, when you get an entire episode on on, on Demeter, Demeter, I don't know how you say it, um, but it's that was great, you know, because again, it's a part of Dracula. It's just all dealt with like that usually. Yeah, um, and it's and in the book. It's, it's a fair bit in the book, but you know, it's still in most films. It's like oh, and there's the ship, and yeah. there's no one on it. I mean, there's uh, some so many classic sci-fi horror stories. You know, Aliens. You know, mm. the thing. Oh, it's that movie Life the other day. You know, where they're just stuck somewhere and you know they can't get out of it because yeah, like, yeah. it's like just surrounded by go? water. You know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, based on the siege stories. You know, I said we've talked a bit about Doctor <laughs> Who. The best Doctor <laughs> Who are based on the siege stories. You know, when yeah, when you're based cut on the Segal movie. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Always the best best Doctor Who stories are best are based on Stephen Segal movies. Um, yeah. Out of justice, of particularly, I see Doctor Who doing that well. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, and that's what we wanted to do with this. If we ever, yeah. Give someone yeah. a ponytail, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. chorus of Steven Seagal, homage. Everything is, man. You I mean, that. it all goes back to under siege. My entire that's life what is, we say. Yeah. My entire <laughs> life is a Steven Seagal. You don't know, but we've got to think about Steven Seagal on here. It is <laughs> a little bit of a thing. It's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. who, do- who doesn't? Who doesn't? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got I got invited onto a film podcast by one of our friends, and I I, okay. I proper played it that he's the new Orson Welles. For the whole <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean played it? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, is is, un- is Under Siege the one that features 1989 playmate? Uh, Elenia Lanek. Yeah. Yeah. The most paused moment in all of movie video ship. Yeah. So yeah. everyone she jumps yeah. out of the cake. <laughs> 
That's, that's the one. one. But the the <laughs> cakes ended up on a ship yeah. that's been taken over by terrorists. Gary, yeah. Gary All the way Buse- onto it. Yeah. Gary Busey <laughs> is um, dressed up in like a big, what looks like pantomime drag. And as, <clears> he's dre- <throat> as he's dressed like that, says to someone, do I look like I have psychological problems? Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> classic. I yeah. think I remember about that film is that it's not the one at the end, spoilers, where he gets basically pummeled by an anchor. And then five minutes later, everyone's slapping on the back, going, "Well done, mate!" For yeah. the world, you know, <laughs> his back would be a pulpy yeah. mess. But yeah. he's he's Steven Seagal, so he he's the governor. Yeah. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to the, what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's another IP view, isn't it? The IP you can maybe jump <laughs> oh, on. Some Seagal I mean, I mean so he's, pr- really he's probably uh, a name you don't really want to touch at the moment. Right. No. <laughs> Shush, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> be like, like Candyman. He keeps saying his name. He fucking turns up. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a minute, he's going to arrive at the podcast and apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Eating a big oh, carrot. I'd love Playing a guitar. Sorry. He's going to he's going to grind you down with this forever now, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. The only the thing is, it's happened once before. <laughs> the, like. There was this, uh, the, yeah. There was a podcaster in the states, and I, and I, I just got completely swept away by something else, and then, and then at the end of it, I was like, "Oh no!" And like they must have been wait, you must have been waiting for ages, eh, Kevin? Like talking 83 to the years. Yeah. Is this going to be like? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's going to be Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm a bit late with this last page. What like you were with that yeah. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Uh. Sorry, going back. Go back to yeah. Dead Seas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, uh, reading reading some of your commentary, Kevin. The mm. um, it looks like you two have quite tightly collaborated on it because I know there's one point mm. you're talking about, which is one of the on the, in the first few pages. It's almost like a poem or a song that's sung that mm. is in fact something that was sung to you, Nick, by your grandmother. Is that right? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, well, when we when we were like Kevin had the had like a rough idea of the characters, yeah. Um, but then uh, when we when we started to flesh out the the ideas while we were d- designing the thing, Kevin asked me. I, I can't remember if you asked me regarding if if I had any ideas about the main character, but I, I think it was point, you, you drew him. I think you drew right. him, and he was speaking Spanish. And so, because right. we did a lot of concept work on this beforehand, right. I mean, Nick, yeah, it was we've treated it a bit like a you know like a movie of like having. Nick was being a concept artist. When we were talking about it, he was just sending me sketch after sketch. I mean, there's a character called Elvis in it, who's one of the guards. And he's absolutely as well, because one of the prisoners in one of the original sketches looked a bit like an Elvis impersonator. So, um, and eventually he sort of went over and became one of the guards. And so a load of it. So I think with Gus, I don't think he, I mean, I knew there was going to be a character and I knew his, you know, but it was when I saw that bit of art, I was like, well, tell me about this. You know, why is he speaking Spanish? And that's where, we found out, you know, I found out about Nick's um, heritage and things, and so that's when um, sort of Gus became the character he is. And for the for those of you that don't know, like my, I'm half uh, Venezuelan, so oh, um, cool. I didn't know that, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, my my on my mum's side, um, my my grandma, whenever I w- went to stay with them, um, that was that was a song that they. That's a that's a, a thing that they that they sing to you if you if you hurt yourself or um, mm. like if um, you know if, yeah, if, yeah. You get, if you get yeah. an out or something they they do this mm. little um, th- there are different versions of it all across Latin America but it's basically the same thing and um, uh, yeah so so yeah so basically I'd drawn this character 
And then Kevin said, well, you know, what's the deal with this guy? And then I just suggested, why don't we make him, you know, um, Hispanic? Because that way I can kind of funnel quite a lot of information and sort of, mm. you know, texture uh, of the character just to make him a bit different from the usual, you know, yeah. white, you know, male protagonist, or even for that matter, you know, the usual female protagonist, which we get a lot of these days. Yeah. So, mm, yeah. um, so it was nice to, it was, it was just did, nice to, did you channel some of that into the monster design? Because I mean, you, you had the, not, not too much spoilery here, but the ghosts are very distinctive, aren't they? They're not like yes. Casper, are they? Let's no, put no, it no. that way. You know, there's something very, I'd love to see Casper turn in that play. Yeah. Let's do it. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we we that was part of the um part of the like the development of of that we did the the, the back and forth that we did in the years ago now, but like mm. it was very much discussing why the why and how they manifested. So um, that included like you know why, for example, why why was I drawing all these monsters with bizarre you know appearances? Why weren't they just shades of people? Um, yeah. And so, like, we had to come up with an idea of why that was, and you know, in part, it's because they are um, they are a psychic manifestation of the person at the moment of death. So it's not just it's not just the person, but um, like a projection of the psyche of the person when they die, yeah, and, sure. and then it, which, which is in turn kind of corrupted by whatever supernatural forces are at play. Yeah. Some of these people are twisted in real life, then, man. If this is yeah, what yeah, well, about, yeah. Is, you sort of see yeah. it later on when yeah. here's a spoiler for you people die when the ship starts to sink, and so you know, <laughs> and that means there's more ghosts. So you start seeing the process in very early stages. Oh, uh, interesting, yeah, good, yeah, because we haven't got time to explain why this person's got a horse's head, but we just think it's yeah. cool that it, they have. But most of the time yeah. we, we sort of have an idea, you know, why he's got a horse's head and maggots coming out of his eyes. But I mean, obviously there's a big part of me going, one day I'd quite like to tell all those stories about why the yeah. ghosts of dead okay. seeds look like they do. Um, but in the case of the, the gram, you know, the, the nan and the, of, of the girl in the first, you know, she's completely sort of like, that's such a reveal as well. It's such she's a, a great, yeah. great design. Yeah. And the fact yeah. she's sort of like, is, she envelops her, you know, her, her granddaughter. She's so big and spidely. I think originally you had a wheelchair as part of her as well, didn't you, Nick? But we could yeah, she had the page. bits of wheelchair sticking out of her. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that was a late edition, the first two pages. Am I right? In saying yeah, that? it was. So yeah. originally originally we were going to go straight to the boat. Um, yeah. And again, I, did, I wanted to show um, the world a bit more. And, and also to show, I needed to find a way, Gus's, big motivation is the fact that he is he's he's you know he's an ex-con man he's got banged up he wants to get back to see his daughter before she forgets who he is um and when we're you're doing a disaster movie you've obviously which is what this is in effect you've yeah. got to try and introduce all these characters and make people care care about them immediately and we haven't got a lot of space because it is a comic um and so it just seemed a good way of getting a load of information in of setting up this world which again you've got to explain that these people live by with ghosts twenty four seven, and yeah, and it's always something you know a bit creepy about having a kid being haunted as well. And but I, I love the idea um, that it's a kid being haunted by a ghost. But unlike things like the Conjuring movies and stuff, which I love, it's she's just like she's back again. You know, it's that thing about you know kids by this point will be completely either traumatized to hell by the fact ghosts are there, or it's just they're just there with it everywhere. Yeah you know yeah. and 
it was just a really nice concise way of sort of like showing the world before we got to this boat because otherwise i mean then then that's it isn't it nick it's like as soon as you're on the boat you're on the boat for six issues so um and there's a look we get a couple of flashbacks to different periods before um but yeah it's dealing with the disaster on the boat after that Mm. point so i thought Mm. it was really there's a real art form to that setting up though isn't it i mean we we talked a bit about this last week but you've got a lot of characters to fit in in a small amount of time you've got to show personality motivation story beats Mm. you know some exposition you know all of that to get in yeah and you got and i think we were talking before we started recording about you've got to make it a whole meal haven't you you know it's it's got to be Mm. something that's worth your money which this is i think you know yeah and i think we were both and we're we're both influenced by um, European and British comics as well, which are you know are traditionally a little bit more dense, I think, than a lot of yeah. American comics. And so we wanted to have that um, experience. It had to feel claustrophobic. It had to feel that you were there was lots going on. Yeah, but I, I think I, you need I, that I, hopeless element. If a, sto- if a story's like this, you've got to, there's got to be a possibility of just losing all hope because you're in the middle of the ocean. There's a storm coming, and the, you know you can't get out. Nobody's going to get to you. You know. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I was Nick, just, you're going to say, man. I was just going to say, uh, lads, that one of the things this is that this is the the point at which I stick my nose up Kevin's bottom. Um, but like, <laughs> um, one of the things about working with with Kevin is that, like, um, because he because he has um, experience and a facility kind of across a few different um, disciplines, not just comics. I notice a, I notice a, a certain. Uh, streamline quality to to what he what he gives to me so like he can give me he he can give me something that is dense and full of um exposition without it being r- really hard like to 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 try and convey whereas you know i've had moments where i've received scripts where i have to really untangle things and like you know uh d- kind of pull things apart in order to rebuild them i never have to do that with coven's work it feels very just just well written basically yeah you're a nice man really aren't you (laughs) (laughs) the thing is i'm also very aware of it when you know there's a bit coming up in one of the issues um that nick's working on been working on recently and in the script i say this is it this is the info dump because i knew you know it had to come and so again it was trying to find the moment and also knowing, I mean, because this is now a mutual appreciation society, knowing how Nick works and knowing how Nick can can structure, um, I I try not to be too prescriptive, knowing that, you know, there will be, Nick will come up with the best way of getting it across. I try and give an idea of what I think it should be, you know, and, and yeah. I think we've, we've meshed quite well. And I think, you know, we, we have a very similar idea of how the plot you know the pacing works yeah. the, better, the so, better you know an artist yeah. or an artist no, the better yeah. you know an artist when you write yeah. your script the less you have to write sometimes i think and, yeah, right. exactly. and i'm gonna show some glowing praise to you now nick because i mean i'm a i'm a huge horror fan like movies and books etc and when it comes to a story like this part disaster movie part ghost story etc you've an, an ensemble cast now i've read many uh and ind- especially an independent um horror comic before where the artists are trying their best but a lot of the characters look the same and you oh, can't, totally. and you can't yeah. have that with these sort of yeah. scenarios and in this book everyone's got an individual look and personality yeah. Yeah. um and th- that's not to say you're like stretch you know you're you're going the extra mile to make everyone a caricature of something no it's just just very subtle ways you do it and 
so immediately I know what character I'm looking at. And that's very important when you've got like mm. a, oh, a, a, important a story, yeah, 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 a story yeah, yeah. dense and especially a, a, a story dense character motivated horror work. It's hugely important. So um, I just want to say top work, Nick. That's what yeah, I was yeah, yeah, good man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I do. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think that's, that's, that, that's an art that's often forgotten in comics is, yeah. you know, mm. the storytelling like that. And I think there's, you know, um, Dylan did it, Buscema did it. You know, there's a lot of people out there who it's, you've got to tell a story. That's got to be the first and foremost thing. Mm. And I think this is mm. and part of that. And it's, that's what you do, man. That's why I've always said that about your work. It's very, it's very readable, mm. which is so important. Yeah, we well, were discussing I, that. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember talking to, to Kavanagh Chase, our, our editor, um, and just saying to them that <clears throat> I am, um, because I, I think, well, because I started in indie comics, like um, I, I was never, I didn't ever really have aspirations to, to do like say big two superhero comics. I always want, I always wanted to be Mike Allred. You know what I mean, right. or or, yeah. or or Mobius or whatever. But like, um, so to me, like the 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 beauty of storytelling lay in the possibility of simplifying it as much as possible in terms of storytelling so the more you can boil something down to like if you can boil something down to you know three panels three square panels next to each other rather than four slanted panels that go you know across two yeah. pages and then overlap and do all these things the less of that that you can do in my book the better because it means that it means that the person reading whether they be a seasoned comic book reader or a, a brand new you know, kid or whatever reading a comic, they'll understand what they're looking at. And, yeah. and, and there have been times when I've read a Marvel comic and just going, I'm not quite sure where I'm supposed. It looks to pretty, start. but I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so like I, I, I don't. The only times that you that you'll see like a squint panel or something is when like if if something squiffy happens, like the like the like if the if the the, the something hits the ship or something you know or if they're trying to climb out or something then i'll tilt the panel slightly but very rarely will you see that um yeah until, it's interesting until there's a whole there's a whole there's a whole alex toth thing as well isn't there about you know whatever isn't needed take it out mm. you know? yeah well, so yeah. i was watching um, the the uh, mike mcnolan documentary that was kickstarted like uh, drawing monsters which um, oh, yeah. one of, uh, it's amazing and when they i hope one day they finally get someone to take it on mainstream you know and put it yeah. out there because there, there's some brilliant stuff there with, like from our adams people saying that as they were putting more detail in mike was just taking lines off pages and making yeah. things as simple as they could be you can and see the top influence talent. in him can't you especially on the yeah dark. yeah i mean and that's the that's the the talent in that you know man that's what's made his style is that you know you look back to his original and they show a lot of it in the his original marvel work and it's just really busy and then he gradually just works out that his style is being this almost stark and yeah and he sort of sits there and goes well why is it so it, it's all about the darkness and he's like yeah i just don't like drawing things and so yeah but <laughs> you can tell it's more than that you know it's yes it's yeah. He, you can tell instantly what one of his pages, you know, is, and and you and you get so much character from the few the fewest lines possible. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, his early work was inking. I've got one of his earliest pages here. Oh, yeah. page. oh and there's an entire thing in the yeah. documentary about how awful he was. <laughs> right. Okay. It looks yeah. quite good to me. It's sitting opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. never awful. He was never awful. I know. <laughs> yeah. He's in his own mind. I think. That's the yeah. yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. 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 That's what, do, keep, there's keep, a great, keep... there's, 
there's a great bit when he says that and it was the first thing, I don't think it was a defenders or something issue and it's like he goes it wasn't a great artist and I made it look worse and then they show a bit of it and it's not great <laughs> so it's not although as a writer it's also great to browbeat artists you know because it <laughs> keeps them in their place I find as well yeah. I would know I would never do that <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah the other thing i wanted to ask about is this um what's becoming more and more popular is the mini series as well you mm. guys have done because mm. I'm, I'm guessing it's so much easier to um pitch a book and get a book into production if it's six issues than if you say right this is going to be an ongoing i've got an idea for issue 30 i've got an idea for mm. you know is, is that something that's in your head as well when you when you're, you're preparing this stuff to take to publishers guys or I think we pitched this one as a, as a minute. In fact, they gave us two more issues than we pitched for. So, oh, okay. um, right. Yeah. Um, that was a nice surprise when we got the contract. Oh, yeah. six. Brilliant. Cause I was wondering how we were going to do it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think this is the kind of story that benefits the miniseries. I think there's stuff like hmm. the, we talked earlier about the ward, which might come from, from dark horse. And that was pitched as an ongoing. And they, they said, well, you've got four issues. So I think we right. it moves okay. it moves much faster than I thought it was going to. But these um, things can can start as minis and then come back as exactly. the second mini series. I mean, that's, that's kind of Miller's thing. model, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm doing. I got a, a book with Volk called Shadow Service, which is like spies with monsters. Because as I said, everything I do is like as monsters with yeah. monsters. Um, <laughs> and and that we've done it in sort of like batches. So it's right. is, it, it's. I think they technically class it as an ongoing, but it's not because it's not. We keep going away and coming back. Um, but yeah, you'd, it, I mean, it's hard for a company to you know, give that much, put that much investment into something because you know you know what the market's yeah. like out there. You know, it's mm. uh, there's a lot of competition, and so it's why comics are constantly having issue ones. You know, yeah. it's um, yeah. the in the it, the days, unfortunately, and I wish it wasn't the case where you could have someone coming in and saying, right, we've we've got someone starting on Thor issue two hundred and seventy eight. Um, it's really hard to do that these days. It's why, because again, a number one gives you a splash. It gives you a, a jumping on point. All those things that we now have to think about. Um, yeah. Which we never really had to think about before because that, that's not how comics worked. They were just sold in supermarkets and news agents. And Such up, is the shame you know? that it's not anymore. Yeah. yeah. How did yeah, you find the sort it's... of PR angle of it? I mean, have you, do they, do they give you things you've got to do or do you have to kind of sort of find your own feet around it or? IDW have been really good, actually. Yeah, the, right. the, I've been really impressed with them this time. Um, well, the, not this time, but like on this particular series, yeah. like I, I can't believe the amount of stops they've pulled out uh, with this yeah. one. Whereas quite mm. often, you know, you, you, well, almost always, you're just left to it. You know, like yeah. if you want to do podcasts or if you want to do interviews, you sort it out. You know what I mean? But mm. they've been, they've, they've done it for all four us haven't they it's yeah been oh, nice. it's been really that's good great yeah good that's good stuff yeah it's good to hear actually because i know i was speaking to a uk publisher recently and he said to me he said the only comics that sell tony are the ones that um the artists and the writer actually promote themselves and i'm thinking that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> it's, your, it's your business my friend you know these people are writing something for you it's, it's not it's not really our job is it you know it's become that job to be the person well, that promotes you know and i think that's the bit we not you know earlier on we were talking about like scheduling and, and planning your time and all that kind of thing it's the kind of yeah. stuff that no one ever talks to you about you know it's right. the kind of stuff you want to write or you want to draw and you think that's my job but actually your job like neil gaiman saying he became a professional emailer you know i i became you know i became a professional 
you know, promoter at some point in my career because you have to go out there and you have to do it. And, you know, and I've been for a long time and I've pulled right back recently. I was a professional Twitterer because that's what you had to do to get stuff out there. Well, you've done what um, I've done recently. And I was, it was nice to see Kevin because you've kind of gone, right, I'm pulling right back off Twitter. And if you want me, yeah. these are the links. And it's something yeah. I've done as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's been issues with Twitter recently, but I think <laughs> yeah, for me yeah, as well. Yeah. But I was getting so sucked into the drama of Twitter. Yeah. That, um, yeah. It was like, yeah, you know, because Twitter has been a lifeline, you know, and a lot, and a lot, I've made a lot of friends through Twitter, and I'm, you know, and it's been, yeah. and in the pandemic, it was absolutely a lifeline. But I was, oh, we, myself, this show wouldn't be the show if it wasn't for Twitter. Yeah. I think it's fair to but say. But then yeah. Yeah. I found myself caring more about what was going on about the, you know, the Twitter crisis drama. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was really, really getting me down. And I, I, I've got to that point in my life. I'm like, you know, it's, I'm 50 this year. I want to get to the point where I don't, you know, anything that, is really sending me to spiral. I should probably stop doing. And so yeah. that's what Twitter was doing. So I just went, it's, I'm still on there. I still post stuff, but it's, I never, I've said, I, know, I don't, don't scroll, man. And, that's the secret. You know, yeah. And, you got to play that yeah. Chaz and Dave song. I know Nick's a big fan of Chaz and Dave, the old, yeah. I don't care song. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last job I did with country Farm magazine was visiting <laughs> Dave um because dave his his um his career his um hobby is um pulling together old gypsy caravans you know oh, nice. old, Ro old roman you know romany gypsy caravans um in the in the old sense of them um and he renovates them and stuff and my last job for country file was going to spend the day with dave um and it was just the weirdest most surreal That's moment brilliant. I, it was just bizarre and obviously <laughs> i was sitting there in my head i was going rabbit Rabbit. I love yeah. that Snooker Loopy, man. What a song! Yeah. The uh, I remember a friend of mine roadied with them, and he said one of them would come in, have cornflakes, and then pour vodka on them in the morning. Nice you know, in, the, oh, in the bed and breakfast there. In, you know. That's my lifestyle. That's what I want. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, what more do you want from an interview? We've spoken. Chaz and Dave. We've, yeah. we've, we've <laughs> got comics. We got Steven Seagal. We got Chaz and Dave. Let, let no one say that this show doesn't give you the give you what you want. Let's anyway, it's got it's got international written all over. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> trying to explain this to. I think uh, I've mentioned the archers as well, haven't I? Come yeah, on, let's yeah, face yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And EastEnders, we've got a bit of that. Yeah, in there. yeah. 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 To, our, to, our, to our lovely international listeners, look these things up. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you won't be disappointed if you um, get a, get your hands on a copy of Dead Seas because it's a brilliant series. It's a cracker, mate. It really yeah. is. Oh, one of my favourite reads yeah, for a while. Thank yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, um, so, <laughs> and we've only we to be fair, we've only touched lightly on it. There, there's some yeah. there's some laws going on in it. There's you know it's got it written all over it. You know all the you know when you watch a great horror movie or read a great horror, there's always rules, isn't there? You know, and this yeah. one has got, you know, they can't cross water. They can't see their own face. Oh, I love all that stuff, man. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. really oh, sucked me when you said about the the fact that the, the, the vessel starts sinking. I was like, yes, that's yeah, we That's great. That's fucking great. Yeah, jeopardy, jeopardy, jeopardy. Yeah. You've got to keep putting these people in shit, haven't you? That's how it works, you know. Oh, and, and they do. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Um, yeah. That, that's that's the quote. That's the testimonial from the author himself. <laughs> There's a lot of shit. Shit. Uh, it's also the, the, it's also the bad review I've just written there as well. <laughs> just post it. There's a lot clicks. of shit in this. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is obviously uh, available um, from IDW. So you should be mm -hmm. able to get it from you. First issue came out last week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, and, and and comicsology. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I read my yeah. comicsology. Yeah, Amen. so get your hands on it because this is six. How many issues in total? Gents? Six issues. Six. 
which yeah. is amazing. And you were saying there's going to be a lovely hardback as well. I made well, that well, up. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Well, I'm hoping it's going to be a nice bit. Hard. I don't know if it's going to be a hardback, but it'll definitely be a trade at some point. Good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Brilliant. And then, and then series two. That's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have discussed it, haven't we, Nick? It's yeah. just yeah. been, you know. But we'll have to we... see how the first season, uh, series, season, uh, it's like a TV it. show already. We'll have to see how the first <laughs> series ends. So we've got, yes, we've all will. got to go out and buy all the issues. Yeah, um, I really should make up the ending soon, shouldn't I? Nick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm writing um, it next week. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> right through desperation. It's the best way to write. Um, yeah. That's how I write my emails. Um, <laughs> where, where, that's how I write my slash fiction about you. Where, <laughs> where can people uh, find more of your work, gents? Oh, they can find. Well, for me, for me at the minute, probably Star Wars is where I'm doing a lot of stuff. So, Star Wars: The High Republic from Marvel, um, Titans. Uh, United from DC um, but yeah all that stuff I, I talk about on my website kevinscott.com so um, I get around a bit so I you know I try and put everything on there so people know what I'm doing <laughs> Nice, it's That's nice to see so people fun. be a bit more sort of proactive with their websites, there was a point where because of social media websites became a thing of the they were sort of on well, the periphery I used, they... to, I used to love blogging and also yeah. it was the thing of actually because I did a bit today I bugged something up and I was like I suddenly realised I don't care if no one doesn't, you know, if no one goes to see it, I don't care. I've put it up there, and it's that thing Hell of it's yeah. become, it's become that thing of actually the post in itself is the fun bit, and then not having to worry about who's liking it or whatever. And so, and again, it's all part of that thing of trying to remove myself from that spiral of like, oh god, do people like it? You know, I just put it out there, and the same with comics. It's what we do with comics all the time. We put stuff out yeah. there and hope people will like it, but you've got to, you, you can't care too much about that because then you go insane. You know, yeah, you've just got to care about doing the best job, and that's the like one the thing I've learned. Yeah, yeah. yeah, working on Star Wars is the one thing I've learned very soon. It's like don't all you've got to do is worry about the job because there's a, a storm out there, you know. And if you get involved in it, that will become your life. And so, is it, yeah. is it a rising storm, Kevin? Very, that's <laughs> a, well, I think, I think, that, I think if it is, it'll be a New York Times bestselling rising storm. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> Where can people find you, Nick? Um, oh, um, well, currently all I'm doing is. Oh no, it's not. That's uh, no, not. OnlyFans. <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, that's where yeah. he was. That's where he was. He was sticking yeah. things up himself on OnlyFans. That's yeah. uh, oh, that's, what yeah, that's oh, where dear. the money is. I knew Stop it. it. <laughs> Listen, rowdy mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> No, um, uh, yeah, you can find me on Nick Brokenshire um, on all social media. You know, speaking of Twitter, you know, you know that, you know that, um, that's that's slightly, you know, um, so I don't know how you say it in a politically correct way, but that that's slightly simple chap from the village that is always a few steps behind everyone. That's me. Like um, <laughs> when, when whenever. Whenever you know things are going on in Twitter, like if there's a big explosion, like oh that this artist impregnated this artist, or you know, or oh Twitter's being taken over by Nazis. That's what you were doing oh, at the beginning. God, of the Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm all. I'm the one that's like running about five steps behind, going what, 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 yeah. what? Tell, no, tell yeah. me, tell me what, yeah. what's happening. <laughs> I, I never, ever, ever know what's going on. Well, uh, Nick, so... you make brilliant art, and we love it. Yeah. And oh. also, you made a rub for your own back, my friend, because um, now you're going to have to play us out. 
You've got to say, oh, okay. sing, sing us, yeah. sing us away, my friend. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't give any warning. Yeah. Oh, but uh, and Star Wars as well. Okay, okay, <laughs> right. Awesome comics. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like it's in a box. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Get to buy some comics from Comic House. <laughs> They're the ones that are always sponsoring this stupid show. Hang on, stupid. No, hang, no, on, no. hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. He's not fair No, <laughs> uh, yeah, fair, fair play. He sings the truth. He's like Bob Dylan. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you for joining us, guys. Um, it's been absolutely well, thank pleasure. You. Oh, yeah, sorry, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, chaps. See? Look at that. Entertainment, quality cool. content, info, but most importantly, just a fantastic talk about comics. Music. Yeah, so good stuff, thank, man. Thanks to yeah. Kevin and Nick for joining us. Um, don't be surprised if you hear more from them in the future. Yeah. Um, there's so much more we could have we could have spoken about. And, <laughs> and um <laughs> And it's sensible stuff as well, not just the nonsense that we speak. Of. <laughs> I didn't expect I didn't expect a Steven Seagal situation to happen during that. Or Emma Dale, but it did. Uh, yeah, all it's the weird because I fucking watched or halfway through watching uh, Under Siege during the week. That's it. You can't watch I that too many times. The, the Mark for Death version on Disney Plus is the uncut one. Oh right, surprising. That is surprising. Disney Plus normally cuts a lot of yeah. stuff, doesn't it? There's a bit in the near the beginning where he like shoots up like a naked woman. And most of the cuts I've seen, they cut most of that out. You just see her get shot. And you see boobs like a, or... Yeah, it's like slow motion, her falling to the ground with bullets in her and her boobs. And it's like, fucking okay, no, hell, it's Disney Plus. Didn't expect this. There you go. Well, well, what can I... I don't know quite what to say. There's, so many, things, there's so many things I could say. Um, but I would just say Let's this. Let's have a shout out. Do we have any shout outs, chance? Yeah. I do. I've got one. Go for it. So Monday the 16th of January is the regular Ladies Do Comics Zoom get-together. This time um, they've got a creator called, amongst the creators they have on, they've got a guy called Wolfgang Crow. That's a cool name, isn't it? That's, That's got fucking great name. Wolfgang Crow. That's got I've got up. fucking saddled with Daniel Butcher. <laughs> what are you talking about saddled with? That's a good name. That's a oh, strong thanks, name. Thanks, thank you. The Butcher. The um, Now he's got a book out called Fractures, um, which has just come out from Colossive Press, which is a, uh, a London-based, South London-based publisher who I follow the stuff with and is a very good publisher but this fractures has just come out from them and i've ordered it so i've got one on the way um so if you want to join in listen to that chat go to ldcomics.com for details there you go that's my only shout out this week guys nice damn i've got a shout out from cliff cumber who just wants to remind us that he's just a great person uh which i think uh fucking seriously has he shoehorned himself has he shoehorned himself (laughs) into this show plus we've got to do a drawing for him yeah i think you do yourself a disservice by saying just Come on, yeah. We, you've got. We've got to do a drawing for him because he do. sent us a video of himself naked listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, that, that doesn't mean he gets a free pass to show on himself with a, with a weak <laughs> ass sh- shout out. To be fair, Sweet I did ask for shout outs, and he was one of the only people to respond. So I feel like, <laughs> as a listener, he he deserves that. Oh more. no, he's one of the family. But, um, so, but put some fucking go. clothes on, Cliff. Anyway, uh, well done. Well, <laughs> Tony's your collaborator, so make it that way, you will. <laughs> we 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 only work naked on that comic. That really, we only work naked. Is that the okay. name of like your tell-all? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I only, yeah, naked. only do this with my knob out. That's a uh, chapter two. It's literally, <laughs> literally and metaphorically. So. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about right. getting... Right, back to the highbrow nature of this show. I've really got... I really need to do some quality control on this. <laughs> fucking, fucking. Oh, man, Wait. yeah, the fucking wheels are coming off. And it's uh, really too late running. now, my friend. I, I know. No, 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 too... no. It's, it's, not, it's not too late to make things right uh, in this world. Um, <laughs> and... It's never too late to recommend comics to people. So, yeah. we're going to uh, recommend you some comics now. Who would like to go first? I've got two again. Shall I, shall I book out you boys? I've got a quick one and then one that I'm still reading, but uh, I can rec- I'm can. i definitely recommending that. Okay. So, um, my first one is Ground Hammer and the Defenders of the Realms. Um, issue oh, yeah. one, um, created by Ben Garwood, story by Joe Stevenson, art and lettering by Phil Buckingham, uh, produced by Mike Oxley. I'm not sure what produced means. I'm guessing edited or maybe designed or something. I'm not sure. Possibly. First issue in a series um, that I spotted. Well, the only few good things that ever came out of social media, I spotted this. Um, it's created and written by Ben and Joe, who both served in the Parachute Regiment and in the SAS. Um, the main character is called Matt Lloyd and is inspired by two soldiers who were defending, who died defending their country. One is called Matt Tonro, and Tonro, I think it is, Ton, Tonry, and the other one is Lloyd Newell. Um, the character in the comics comes over as someone who has seen it and done it. Um, highly motivated but someone who sees through the bullshit which i kind of admire in a character you know there's, there's that sort of pragmatic mm. zero melodrama you know what i mean i don't i don't like people screaming and getting upset at things if you're a geezer you've been to war you've done things you just get on with it you know i think it's one of the reasons people like shows like the yellowstone and stuff like that it's just geezers doing stuff do you know what i mean yeah. um he um <clears throat> he goes he, he goes on a mission needs what he do, does what he needs to do and and um then gets it on with the lady afterwards which is just pretty hilarious um, really, genuinely, I found it a refreshing read. There's a little bit of King of Spies in it. Um, I showed you guys the cover, didn't I? Could easily be a younger version of the character that Miller wrote. Something oh, okay. about it. Um, I love that cover. It's a great design. I was just literally just about to talk about the cover, man. Mm. That's an eye-catching cover. It tells you what you need to do. You need to know, yeah. doesn't it, that cover? Yeah, I really like that. I mean, I've seen Phil's work before, but I think this is probably the strongest work I've seen from Phil on, on a comic, actually. Um, really liked it. Um Cardstock cover, you know, lovely production values. Um, told partially in flashback, so it starts. It's got that sort of bookend flashback thing where the he's at a debrief, um, and then you go back into what happened and how he came to things that happened. Um, he's he's on a mission on his own, and then after he does this mission, which you'll find out about in the comic, he strangely goes missing. Um, and during during the mission, he's he's been captured. He gets beaten, and he escapes. I'm not too far. I'm not going to give the whole story because it's a mission kind of comic. So you, you need to read it, buy it, read it. Do you know what I mean? I'll give you the link in a second. There's this bad character called Dagon. There's a portal key that needs recovering, and there's an incident. One of my favourite bits is um, he steals a tank to escape, as you do, um, and he drives the tank quite a long way. And then when he gets out of the tank, he has let's call it a saucy sexual encounter with a lady who's a nurse, a sexy nurse, who turns out to be a bit clingy. Um, when he then the submarine turns up to take him away and he sort of legs it off to the um, submarine and she sort of starts shouting things at him like you know or, you know you know what it is you know what i mean by that mm. um the there's also a sort of mystical element to it that goes on and there's quite a lot of um backstory other reading material that you can go to and read on the website the here in the villain um again um very delineated you can tell who's who throughout it like we just talked about with nick and Kevin. Yeah, yeah um there's a real energetic adventure adventure sequence to it um the, the 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 hero has a confidence and a swagger 
and he's drawn in such a way he's got a sort of great sort of surly you know sarcastic and again his actions are pragmatic kind of attitude that i like in a hero um I had a if, I, if I'm going to be completely honest, I really like this. I found it a refreshing read. There's there's, there's few that I'll recommend on Twitter because I don't go on there much, but this was certainly one of them. But there there's a couple of issues with the lettering. I think there's a misspelling on the page one. Um, there's a couple of moments where there's some let, white lettering on a red background. It doesn't make it particularly readable. And there's a couple of moments where they cram too much into word balloons. Um, okay, but it's it's less it's a small thing. I think get some advice. Get a proofreader issue two issue two. It's on its way actually. I think it's going to be great. If you if you were looking at a, a thematically organised um, shelf in a bookshop, this would sit somewhere between Connery's Bond and King of Spies. That's where I would put it. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, it's got that feel to it, which I really liked. Um, it's got a refresh, a refreshing speed and bounce to it, which is good. Um, and do you know what the good thing I'm finding at the moment? And I will literally bang my head on the table every day about the time it takes people to send you small press comics. I will post your comic the following day, if not possibly maybe one hundredth of a chance after that, the day after it. But the amount of comics I'm ordering now that take literally months to get to me. Um, some comics I've, I you only have an option of paying first class. I did it recently on a comic and it took over a month to get to me anyway. So I'm thinking, why am I paying first class? Why am I paying four quid for postage on your comic when you just, you just send it when you can be bothered? And this was, very, again, very refreshing. It came to me. They must have just gone to the post office with it and posted it, which is great. That's what I want to see. If you're going to run a comic, you want people to read your comic, people have paid for it, then fucking send it to them. And these these guys did that. Um, on Twitter, you can find them at Ground Hammer. Um, website and shop is groundhammer.com. Um, issue two involves a Gurkha. Um, have you ever come across anyone who's worked with Gurkhas or Gurkhas themselves, guys? No. no. They're fucking bastards. Fucking hell. <laughs> Gurkhas are like one of the most important soldiers in the British Army. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're amazing. I know. And they are the most lethal fuckers in the world. So I'm really they excited used, to see that. They used to kill, yeah. like, identify the, uh, the, their targets by the way they uh, did their shoes, like the laces and the boots, feel them. Right. And if it was like a certain way, they'd know that it was a British soldier or a German and then act accordingly. Right. Fucking I remember, hell. I remember hearing a story about my, my mate who was on guard duty and, um, he looked down at his shoes and the Gurkhas had crept up on him and chalked a message on the front of his shoes and, and crawled off again without him noticing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, so it did, yeah. Like, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, Ground, Hammer, Ground, Hammer, Ground Hammer and the Defenders of the Realms issue one. Get on it. Um, like I say, go to groundhammer.com. There's loads of stuff on there, actually. Some interesting backstory and stuff. Nice. Can, I think they've got their own brand of coffee, believe it or not, which looks fucking... It's a, we've never seen that angle before. Do you know what I mean? But... That's uh, a good shout because, like, <laughs> coffee does all right, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. a few coffee shops around, as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, creators yeah, always need it, seemingly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need it. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, my first one, guys. There you go. Nice. Do you want to do your quick one, Dan? Yeah, you know, in the in the Christmas episode, I think we were talking about annuals, and on on the show, oh, stuff, yeah. I I ordered the Spider Man annual that I used to pour over as a kid. Yeah, and it turned up in absolutely fantastic condition, and I oh, did nice. a little. Did a little research and i think it contains spider-man the amazing spider-man 47 48 and 49 oh it's the remeter issues yeah and yeah. i fucking love these as a kid because like the, the the guy called uh what's the the villain's name it can stuck with me now i bloody forgot it uh something blackie's called um... you know like uh, adrian tombs he, he's the vulture and this guy uh drago blackie uh 
like finds out where his last vulture costume's hidden and he uh, lips right. it and then he's flying around and him and uh craven basically face off against like a, a spider-man who's got cold and flu and it's kind oh, of strange because, yeah, yeah some of the book is like full color some of the pages and other they've done that bit where it's like just black white and red yeah 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 and it's like i know it wasn't like that in the comics so i wonder why they've done it there and what process they've had to go through to do that yeah but, uh Oh man, yeah. Brought back well, all the Spider-Man comics this. were recolored. I remember when Marvel got that thing, didn't they? When the Spider-Man TV series was on, they started recoloring it, and right. it was all fucked up. I remember everyone hating it for a while. Oh shit! Yeah, that sucks. But uh, yeah. it's in obviously like like these annual covers at the time, the UK annuals. The cover artist was just like some jobbing artist, and it's like totally not reflective of the art quality you get within. <laughs> yeah, but I had a great time rereading it. I loved it. Oh, so, good work. Um, man. That's my first recommend. Recommend. Go back and buy some Spider-Man from when I was a kid. Nice. <laughs> it's always nice cool. to do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, Vincenzo, my recommend is um, from uh, one we got emailed from from a creator, Peter Conrad. Um, he emailed a, a short little comic called Pain Points, oh, okay. um, which I had a ch- chance to check out. Um, it's a sort of landscape sort of book. It's it's about 43 pages, black and white, um, and it's very much uh, a story. This is basically um, a collection of, of small cartoon strips about all the times throughout his life where he's hurt himself <laughs> and things. That, now, I, I say that sounding like it's it's a humour book, and it, it kind of is in its the way it looks and there there is a certain element of humor to it but this is almost very this happened to me this is you know <laughs> this is the the pain that i suffered afterwards um and it's like the instant i had with the hoover yes that oh. kind of thing if you put that into right. a four four panel strip um but there's <laughs> but there's um f- from like just banging it <laughs> he actually bangs his crotch on a car door he slammed his he slams his car door too hard and it it bounced off the seat belt and as he says whacked him in the junk um he says <laughs> it was hilarious for everyone else of course but i still have a hard little cyst to this day and there's a picture of him like oh just an absolute nightmare he he cracks his jaw on the floor at one point um after a bike wreck and he's got like a a bleeding chin i mean it's, this is an american creator so um yeah. So there are like he has to, he has to go to the hospital, but he has to park far away. And then after he gets seen by a doctor, he has two layers of stitches, as he says, two layers of stitches to hold my face on. Which just that is just a a sentence <laughs> I was like, oh. And then later he goes, I couldn't afford to have the stitches taken out, so I did it myself. I guess I missed some. I've been finding stray stitches to pull out for years, and you don't really think about that. That like. Because it, it well, obviously, it, in the states, just medical care and everything, just the yeah. little thing of just having stitches taken out. Um, and there's a couple more um, tales in there which will make you sort of cringe a little bit. Um, there's one called Outlier that says you might think I have one tooth that sticks out. Actually, it's all the other teeth that stick in. Uh, and the tale about his teeth, it's a, it's a very sort of, it's an honest. Self-deprecating, little, which I like. Yeah, self-deprecating yeah. little cartoon um, book, just about the thing. It makes you think, "Oh, you have you've had some terrible luck," 
but this is over a, over a lifetime as well. I mean, if we if we made a record of all the times we like fell over and did something stupid when we were kids, long and, fucking list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but one thing I, I like about this as well, he he sent a couple of photos. This is a, a creator that, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. I, that I think... That we will always get you recommended sending a couple of photos. Yeah, yeah, no, but the, <laughs> of what the book looks like, like printed. Oh, okay. Now, I think someone like Matt Simmons, Matt Simmons at the moment, uh, Sheriff Freak, is, is doing an amazing sort of zine. Um, he's showing off loads of zines and stuff. And this yeah. is very much in that wheelhouse. Um, and I think one of the things that he'll appreciate, and a lot of uh, our, our listeners will appreciate, um, Peter. This is a small, if you imagine, I would imagine it's like a. I don't know what the newspaper, the American size would be. It's almost like a, a an envelope shaped book. It's sort of landscape envelope shaped, so it's not very big. Um, yeah. Self printed. You can tell it's it's the old school, probably a long arm stapler and some photocopies and things like that. Because it's all black and white. And when you see it in the PDF, you don't really get the sense. That's what I love about seeing like evidence like this of a printed book. Because you see the PDF, and one of the pages is just lots of pills. And I thought, oh, you know, that's a nice texture. It works in situ so much better. Because the way he, you can get this book, and his printed copies, they're in pill pots. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally like a medication he's he's, okay. he's, he's designed oh, okay. to be a medication right. and the book is rolled up it's only like a, a short like you know we always talk about like folding up a comic and putting it in the back pocket or whatever this this comic is is rolled up put in a little pain tub a uh, pill tub so that from the outside you can just see the pills you can see the the texture that on a pdf is just one page of pills but you see it in situ and it looks amazing because he's even got like a sub like a um prescription sort of stickers on there as well um so it's, it's a fascinating way to do it i mean i love little touches like that just to make you go what on earth is this yeah um so good on him for that I, I love sort of thinking out of the box when it comes to these sort of um books and uh he's um got lots of little um lots more cartoon work on his website so if you go to attempted not known.com um, that's his website page as a, as a patron and stuff like that. But it's also a website that he's done lots of like short comics, like six pages, panel strips and stuff. And this website's good because it's just got a list on the side that you can just click and just check it out. Like, you know, and just by the titles, like comics make me feel a bit better to how to boil a frog <laughs> um, um, to the bridge, the, the bridge project project. Um, so there's lots of like, I, I, it's just a. I'm not sure what websites that I've, one of my friends who's an artist has got one of these things where they're just links. It's just like a a list of strip, comic strip names down the side. Yeah, very yeah. easy to navigate. Very very simple, but definitely attemptednotknown.com. Peter Conrad is the creator. The only thing I I would say about this book that I I would he's he's got such a on the strips themselves. He's got a lot of um, hand drawn lettering. Um, for the titles um, and on the actual printed one pain points and the credits on the inside are a simple sort of courier like font I think his lettering is um, so good that he could have done he could have hand drawn the whole thing himself okay um, you know because um, some, some of those courier fonts can look a little simplistic 
So yeah, I love a bit of hand layering, mate. Yeah, 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 and and certainly within the book, it, it, it's full of stuff like that. So that's my only minor thing, but it's certainly um, go to his website, discover some more, and uh, yeah, we'll post up a, a picture of what the what it looks like in situ um, because it's it, it's a great little idea. I think it's a bit novel, it's a bit strange and novel, and we like unique ideas like that, especially for yeah, like the in, definitely, in, in especially in the small press indie scene. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. and That's you must, you must, you know, if you're walking around a small press convention and there's a guy with just lots of pill packets on his table, yes, you're gonna be like, have. what, what is that? <laughs> so yeah, good stuff. Okay, good. who's next? You wanna go, Dan? Me? Yes. Uh, my my recommendation <clears throat> is the the nice house on the lake. Okay. Oh, first yeah. couple of shirts. Yeah. Have you read this one? No, I've read I, the first I, I couple of issues. Yeah. James Tinian, uh, written by obviously uh, Department of Truth. We've got uh, Alvarez Martinez Bruno Rano uh, as the artist. Jordi Belair colorist uh, uh, and world design on the letters. And it's one of those books I don't really want to tell you too much about it because it absolutely fucking. Yeah, ruins it's a bit like it. Department of Truth. There's a spoiler in that first issue, isn't there? It's a big spoiler in the first happens. issue. Yeah. 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 It, Honestly, if I tell you too much about it, it's, it just fucks it up for you. So I can't. I'm really kind of got my hands tied here. But uh, it, it's it's a great little story. Uh, I really enjoyed the kind of the intro to it, the setup, and like a lot of this stuff, it sets up this world. And then you think, well, fuck me, how's this all going to play out, and how are these characters <laughs> are going to interact with each other, and where's it going? And it gives you hints of things down the line. And you think, well, the story can't play out like that then because this happens and. I, I really recommend checking it out. It got to a lot of uh, the top of a lot of people's lists for last year on yeah, it did. Their, yeah. their comics. And after reading the first couple of issues, I can see why. I, I really enjoyed it. I just want to tear through the rest of it, see where it goes. But uh, yeah, oh, I feel bad that I can't talk too much about it. But yeah, it comes across as like kind of a, a horror story, what if story. And just with Tinian's storytelling it does Tinian's on a, really, on a te- this yeah. past I wonder years, if we can get him on you know because yeah. obviously we've got we we know people he's worked with and stuff yeah. I wonder whether we can that'd be good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's interesting because it does that thing about the, the horror characters all these people coming together and they're not all completely obnoxious which usually is like what they try and do a lot with these things yeah yeah. Much like uh, the 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 comic we were just talking about, yeah, like, yeah, they're, totally. They're very identifiable yeah. and like. Oh, well, with that copy of Tinian's, they've got to look different, haven't they? There's got to be, yes. you've got to be able to tell them apart. It's quite yeah. important, isn't it, for it? Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff put in there and built up, and you think, God, this is this feels so well planned out. So, without saying more, I would recommend a nice house in the lake. Go check it out. <laughs> Makes a good trade, I'm guessing. To read, I've only read the first two issues. I really need to get back on it. Yeah, first. I'm on the trade, and I'm like. Well, I've only got a few more pages left of the, the book one, so I've got to finish. I found fables the other day too. I've got to finish off the trade on that and get back where you said it gets really, really good. You need to get into two and three. It changes. Yeah, yeah the art changes. The art's a bit more simple, simplest. Not that's the wrong thing to say. The art's different in the first. Stylized. Trade. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it then it then goes off and it gives it almost like a much more um, fate. Oh, a fairy tale. It's it's not fairy tale. I don't say it like that. So folk horror fairy tale thing going okay. on there's yeah there's a an ornate ornate way that he shows that which is really interesting the conceit is it that like yeah. all these fairy tale monsters and characters are now living in the real world and the, the, there's a kind of a bureau set up to handle their interaction with the world and life and stuff and yeah. that's where it starts off from doesn't the premise i mean yeah. fuck me the series has been around for donkey's years hasn't it yeah so i'm loving yeah. it man. So, yeah yeah, cool. yeah there you go that's the second one 
Cool. My second cool. one is Power Wash by Josh Pettinger. Um, have you heard of Josh? No. It rings. Mm. Go on. Maybe rings because I was chatting to yes, you. Yes, it does. It, it rings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got chatting to Josh on Instagram the other day, and he sent me the digital copy of this because he doesn't have a UK distro, sadly. Um, not sure where we're going to get. I, I imagine he's going to be the sort of guy that someone like Drawn and Quarterly Fanographics, someone like that, um, Silver Sprocket or someone will put together a collection of at some point. Um, I'd been pointed at Josh's work by a number of people, actually, and he'd been mentioned by a few different sort of groups I'm in and people I chat to and stuff like that. Um and but it was recently on the gutter boys podcast who named him as the runner-up of their pimp of the year so they do this thing called pimp of the year simp of the year yeah right um so pimp of the year he came runner up um it turns out that josh is originally from the isle of white actually so i was chatting to him about being it because I've, I've, I've done some work with the isle of white so i knew i knew about it there and i was sort of chatting to him about it um and it, so it's black and white comic with a funny dark adult i'm going to call it clausian but that's too it's too much of a touch point these days clausian isn't it it's not it's got that sort of weird underground feel about it um it's pretty nuts but uh, but super funny as well um and that's the line i like i think there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out of the states um in this i don't say in this, in, in this sort of mold but in this sort of people taking chances area i suppose i want to say so the, what's the story about the story follows someone called tedward who's <laughs> uh He's not exactly one of the life's alpha males you know in fact he's um he's just been dumped by his girlfriend called Lil Lilja, the the names are just sarcastic. I think I think he's just taking a piss with the names. Um, and he <laughs> he freaks out and starts crying while she's dumping him. And um, he says he says well, he's, he's desperate to know. He starts crying. Why are you dumping me? Why are you dumping me? In the classic non-alpha male way, you know. What I mean? And and he says, is it because of this classic and high and tight haircut I've got? And you know, it's clearly not. And she's sort of smoking and thinking he's clearly thinking he's an idiot. And he wanders about. He he becomes a bit lost. And he's sort of ruminating on them. Um, memories of going out with this girl and his love for her and his stuff. And he says, I remember when she used to, she used to uh, massage my calf muscles after I'd done a power walk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's about to kill himself. He goes up to this church steeple and he's about to throw himself off when this weird bloke turns up with a reverse Dickie Davis. When I say that, do you know what I mean by that? A reverse, Um, say that again? A reverse Dickie Davis. You remember Dickie Davis? He may be a bit young, but he was like a dude and he had like, clearly dyed black hair yes. but he, he had a white bit in the front you right, okay. and a moustache yeah. well this this bloke's Vaguely. got a, yeah he's maybe it's just an old bloke reference but this bloke's got the opposite of that so he's got white hair with just this sort of black line in the middle of it you know um and um opportunity to become the captain of his own destiny a true alpha male this man says to him and he, he offers it he says i've got a job for you and it, then it all gets a bit weird actually he's sort of sort of railroads in him into doing this job that he doesn't ever describe to him what it's about and he says to him um oh we've well, we've moved you into a flat and he's like what, what's going on yeah, and he says we got rid of your toby jug collection at which point um ted would get a bit angry at that you know, i think i i'm maybe i'm reading between the lines here but i think the toby jug reference means funko pop Right. If there was ever a, a parallel there of people collecting Toby jugs, I suppose the modern version of that would be Funkos, wouldn't it? You know, uh, maybe that's a little bit of a piss take. Um, and then he meets Maxine. He gets introduced to to Maxine, who's this lady with a hat on, and he says, "He says you're going to be working with her." And all the, all the time he's thinking, "What is this job? What am I going to do?" And so they drive up to this place, and they get out, and she says, "Right, put this this waterproof, you know." suit on and here's a, a power wash jetpack thing for your back it's a bit they look a bit like um ghostbusters you know yeah. but rather than having these sort of ray gun things they've got the power washers like super strong power wash and she says well come with me 
And what it turns out, I don't want to spoil it too much because it does go on a bit for me, but it turns out that they go to orgies and whenever anyone gets some jizz or other bodily fluids on them, they run in and power wash them, right? So they end up at um, an orgy and she says, I'll show you how it does. And someone gets some jizz on their leg. So the woman power washes them and they say, oh, thanks a lot. And then they continue with their orgy. And she says, now, now your turn. And the woman says, oh, I've got jizz in my hair. So he goes over and just utterly sort of destroys them with this power wash you know it's really fat, strong power wash and the people thank them and that's his job and i won't ruin where it goes from there because there's a twist on it from that point as well um this is definitely for people who like the work of simon hanselman i know you're a fan dan yes um, and i know that josh has done stuff with simon hanselman if you if in fact if you go to the youtube channel which i mentioned in a minute um it's i think it's him and simon hanselman going to photocopy their zines for a festival <laughs> one of the episodes um maybe if you like someone like jasper jubeville or if you liked um our comic dirty basement something like that maybe nate garcia but they're all that's all these little circle of people that he, he you know he hangs about with or i, I see him as part of um and I, i'm sorry but you can't currently get it in this country anyone in the states go to his website which i mentioned again in a second and you'll get a copy of it i've actually mes- messaged Stephen from third bear so i think it'd be a great one to get over at the distro there and see if they can maybe sort something out, some some arrangement. It's not for me to do that, but you know, I'm sort of keen to get his comics over here. So, and he was, he was very fast to send me a copy. He said, "Oh, sure, here you go, man." He did that you know, he's got that sort of attitude. Um, you can um, find a lot of his stuff. You go to Instagram, which is Josh underscore Pettinger, P E W T I N G E R. And the store is Goiter, G O I T E R, Goiter dot Cartel dot com. And you can see him on Manga Chat, which I think is a podcast and a YouTube channel. And you see Garcia and Hanselman and others um, sort of wandering around making comics with him. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely one to watch out for. Um, I know you've, you've both done a lot of orgies. I think it's probably something you could have done with yeah. is, you know, a nice mm. little power wash in the middle of it, you know, when you're yeah, on to sort of the third go round. I've been the host, you know, yeah, laying yeah, the sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. goiter is a lump or swelling at the front of a neck caused by swollen thyroid. Stop and fucking like, Googling things. <laughs> live on air. That's what they called it. <laughs> no. yeah, you know he's looking for swinging parties. South London right now, don't you? Yeah, no, no, yeah. No. Um, yeah so there you go. Power Wash, Power Wash by Josh Pettinger. Look out for anything by Josh Pettinger. There you go. Nice. Real, real. Lots of great comics to check out this week, folks. So don't tell us we don't um, add to your wish lists or give you some great content because, as always, it's been fun talking comics. So... Uh, come back next week for more of it and a very interesting topic in as well oh yeah um, yeah if the, if we're on next week so don't we yeah mm. so if there's anything you want us to talk about on upcoming shows we're currently um in the early stages of perhaps doing an updated new round of the creative process of making craft. comics yes yes yeah why is it craft 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 uh yeah and that's how we're going to describe it would you like to talk about craft um, i'll tell you what a lot of people seem to be losing their way around the print production process yes okay yeah. like the the stage you've made your comic and then you've got to get it to the printer yeah. that yeah. whole putting it together and delivering the document for the printer yeah. to, to, to work on yeah so um Look, I know this show has a certain reputation among certain circles, but we do endeavour to um, sort of drop knowledge on you as well, as well as learn a bit more ourselves as well. So if there's anything you want to know about the comic-making process or how to do things better, or, or perhaps there's um, certain charity events or anything you've got upcoming, please, please, please let us know about it. You can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. On the socials, at the Awesome Pod, um, where we'll be 
posting up things about the shows, retweeting um, comics positivity type stuff, and basically just trying to share the good vibes of this medium we love. Um, also, if you if you're out there and want to join the Slack channel, please get in touch because it's yeah, had a couple of new members today actually. Yeah, filled, yeah, yeah. filled yeah. with different uh, channels, and uh, so there's something for everyone on that so um, get in touch with us and let, let us know thank you for listening to us whether it was on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts subscribe and leave a review it helps get the word out about the show and everything we do we're also um, on Spotify Amazon Stitcher Podnose Podknife what are the networks are we on Tony? we're on Pod Hero of the Moment Uchi <laughs> oh, well, I don't know where to take that um <laughs> Where where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? Uh, NeverRunAnything.com. You can find for all my links. And I forgot to mention, but uh, I think tonight I'm recording a podcast for the Space Spinner 2008 podcast, which should be a laugh with Conrad. So I have a listen out for that. Be looking nice. forward to that one. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Dan? You can find me at Twitter, on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can be Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. Brilliant. That went and... well. That went well, that one. Yeah, that's right. It can only get stronger and stronger as the year goes on. No, I don't. Start low and then build your way up, and then you know, metaphor for life, my friend. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. very true. And you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We hope you have a great week wherever you are in the world. We hope you're happy, healthy, and doing okay. I know it's crazy times in the world and crazy weather in the world, and no matter where we where you are we hope you're doing all right because we love you very much don't we dan yeah tony does as well i'm not going to even give him the chance fucking to say no because no. no, he, he's got lots no of love fucking in his heart. um and I you don't want the me. rain to fuck <laughs> off i've actually had enough of that oh yeah yeah, yeah everything yeah, can fuck yeah. off yeah. Yeah. um <laughs> but um yeah we're we're a very positive show as you can tell <laughs> <laughs> So while uh, while I um, leave the uh, two grumpy old men from the Muppet Show to comp- continue whinging about yeah. something, have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics, make loads of comics. Just share a good comic book with someone you know yes. and love. Yeah, see some recommends the comics, in the Slack. Yeah, yeah. see some yeah. lovely recommends. Yeah. There, are, there have been. So yeah. I tell you what would be quite nice, right, on the Slack or on social media, or whatever. If someone recommended a good comic book to you and you read it and you liked it. Give a shout out to that comic book and to the person who recommended it. That's yeah, I'm doing that all the time. Just, yeah, just did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, it's always nice to see, and we always like. Have you ever boned over a comic book? That's another question for you there. No, you don't need. You don't need to answer that one. But what you need, do need to do is have a brilliant week. And well, actually, what else should they do, guys? Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. Can't say better than that. Bye, everyone. Word. Bye. Bye. Bye.